Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I just flipped back on the uh, TV to watch the state hoops. Uh, all the lines on the court at the Devaney Center. So many lines. It's very confusing. Maybe that's a thing Creighton can do can, to make their oh, yeah, in- just... environment very positive, but also kind of disorienting for the other teams. Just put 700 lines on the court. Yeah. And make, you know, it worked for Oregon against Creighton in that CBI game. With Antoine Young. <laughs> That's right. And they still haven't changed their court. Ah. It still looks the same. So, I don't know. Maybe there's something to that. Anyway, yesterday, we had some... Ooh, undefeated Bridgeport taking yeah, on Minden in a 4-5 matchup. It's a big day for Bridgeport. They need this. I, I, I guess they're Tw- both 25-0, and, and they're the four seed, huh? Well, you got you to gotta play a tougher schedule. Sure. Okay. I'm sorry. Proceed. Got to get in there. Uh, college football playoff. All right, so this this has all happened now in the span of just a couple weeks where, all right, it's official. We're going to do a 12-team playoff. We're going to do 5 plus 7. Great. The future is secure. Excellent. And it took about 10 seconds for the Big Ten and the SEC to say, actually, you know what? I'm not so sure. Maybe 14 is better. And that kind of, you know, leaked out there last week. And now we have a little bit more detail on what this might look like. And it's all very predictable, Josh. Here's uh, from Pete Thamel and Heather Dinich of ESPN and several others who reported basically the same thing. Pete tweet. Yesterday, Pete tweets. <laughs> and we got another Pete tweet later in the show, too. Oh, multiple Pete yeah, tweets. Multiple Pete tweets. And then we had, uh, yeah, I guess, like Ross Dellinger and the athletic people and all that stuff. We're, we're on it yesterday. Um, since the college football playoffs inception in 2014, when it created a four-team model with, for a sport with five major conferences, the college football playoff has been unwieldy and awkward. The only certainty has been slow pace, turf squabbles, and an unstable conference environment that has kept everything fluid. But as Bill Hancock's one-month deadline of mid-March looms, there is optimism and momentum for a 14-team playoff starting in 2026. There is an effort to come to an agreement in the coming weeks, but nothing is certain, and there are potential roadblocks and expected pushback. I wonder by who, (laughs) as evidenced by the CFP's own meandering path to a 12-team playoff. But the question really is, what can they do about it at this point? So... Here is what is being proposed. Uh, According to sources, the model that's earned the most discussion coming out of the college football playoff meeting in Dallas is one that would include three automatic qualifier spots for the Big Ten and the SEC, two for the Big 12, two for the ACC, one for the group of five, and then there would be three at-large spots in the 14-team model. That makes 
14. So, Josh, how does the 3-3-2-2-1-3 sound to you? That is a lot catchier. 3-3-2-2-1-3? Easier to remember. Uh, yeah. Just all around better. I I think it makes a lot of sense as well. Um, and then there's the whole Notre Dame part of this discussion as well. But it's pretty shocking, right, that that we're, we're talking – you know, just a couple weeks after the 12 team play, it's like, hey, great, we're doing this 12 team playoff thing. It's like, actually, no, thank you. We hold all of the power in the sport. We have all of the teams that anybody cares about it. We need better and more direct access and more money from the college football playoff than everybody else does. We being the SEC in the Big Ten. Let's talk about those finances, Josh, because that is a big part of this. We've never seen a 12 team playoff. But we know it doesn't work, and we need to add more teams. <laughs> there is some legwork to go on the finances and how they're divided, but the picture is getting clear if a 14-team model passes. In the old model, about 80% of the revenue went to the Power Five, while 20% was allocated to the Group of Five. According to the most recent data from the CFP, each of the Power Five conferences received just a little under $80 million, almost a total of $400 million in the spring of 2023. The Group of Five shared $102.77 million. So you do the math on that one, four to one split. Uh, Notre Dame received a payment of $4 million by meeting the NCAA's APR standard, while the other six independents shared $1.89 million. The new model promises to be more weighted toward the SEC and the Big Ten. Once again, I'm shocked. Sources told ESPN that discussions have centered around the SEC and the Big Ten earning somewhere in between 25 and 30% of the total revenue. Then the ACC and the Big 12 would earn a 15 to 20% chunk. And then that leaves a smaller chunk, somewhere around 6 to 10% for the other leagues and about 1% for Notre Dame. The math isn't clean, sources caution, as some money needs to go to expenses and to places like other remaining independents, UConn. But those are the general financial ballparks being discussed. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey has made it clear that the SEC has delivered 40% of the teams in the playoff and has been one of the primary drivers behind our new revenue model. As always with money, this isn't simple, but the ranges are refined enough where they appear to be narrowed in. Uh, yeah, so... We're we're now going to have a college football playoff starting in 2026. It appears, where, and, and keep in mind, like the AQs are three for the SEC, three for the Big Ten, two for the ACC, two for the Big Twelve, one for the Group of Five. Those are the AQs. So there's ten automatic qualifiers, but then there's three more spots. Josh, what do you think is going to happen with those other three spots? Uh, it's just going to go to the highest three ranked. Power whatever teams. Yeah, you know who that won't be? The Pac-2. Correct. Won't be any group of five teams. No. Uh, it might be Notre Dame. Sure. But what's going to happen with those at-large spots is they're going to get probably one more SEC and one more Big Ten team into the college football playoffs. So if you're thinking about this from the perspective of a Nebraska fan and you're thinking about access into the playoff, you're probably like, wow, I mean, this is good. The Big Ten basically can plan on having four teams in the playoff every year under this format. And Nebraska's going to be one of them. Why not? 
Every year. Why can't, why can't Nebraska be one of the top four teams in the Big Ten? I don't see why not. Uh, I, don't know. I mean, four. We have three that have been running the entire conference for the last few years. Um, you know, so there's there's definitely some optimism from that standpoint if you're not one of the big dogs in college football, if you're thinking about access to the college football playoff. Um, but, yeah, I just – like it, it's a it's amazing how quickly we got to this point, and like you said, Josh, we have no idea if twelve, like what twelve is going to look like. I just I, I I continue to think about the olden times where we would sit and ponder things, and we would, it, and I'm saying this in a good way, we would sit and ponder things, and we would wait to see how things would play out for a long period of time. And then we would say, oh, man, the sport is cyclical. It's going to come back. We've now undergone so much change, and we will definitely, you know, next year will, like, be be the beginning of the new era, this coming year, 2024, where it's a completely different playoff. The conferences are totally different. One of the Power Five conferences ceases to exist. And, you know, USC, Oregon, Washington, UCLA are in the Big Ten, and Texas and Oklahoma are in the SEC. And... um. That we used to we used to kind of sit around and wait and hey how are things gonna go we'll see how it kind of works out maybe there's some problems that arise but let's be patient with it and everybody conferences teams um, you know athletic directors school presidents everybody's looking out for themselves and you should you should definitely look out for yourself but it's um, you know I think we've sometimes fail to think about the the bigger picture sometimes and not that this is a bat not that this is the worst thing in the world i'm just like the timing of it is the most interesting part and in how we went from 12 to 14 in such a short period of time and of course the big 10 and the sec who are going to have most of the teams and will want to earn most of the money are saying we would like to we would like the playoff to reflect how cool we are we would like everybody the, got that. We would like for the playoff to reflect how cool we are, and um, we would like the money, the revenue splits that we get from the playoff, to reflect how much better we are than everybody else in the uh, in the country. So yeah, we're we're definitely trending toward Big Ten, SEC, rule the world stuff like that, as evidenced by this happening so quickly. It's not not really surprising at all. Not surprising at all. Just follow the money, Connor. Isn't that what they say for yeah. everything? Everything. Follow, follow the, money. the money. As far as governance is concerned, one thing CFP leaders appear unanimously in favor of is eliminating the rule that requires uh, unanimity to make changes to the playoff. Sometimes it's the 10 FBS commissioners who can't agree. Other times it's the 11 university presidents and chancellors who have the ultimate authority. Regardless the rule has brought significant proposals to a screeching halt or caused contentious delays in February of 2022. The playoff announced that it would remain a 14 playoff following an 8-3 vote in which the Big Ten ACC Pac-12 voted against expansion. It wasn't until seven months later that the presidents and chancellors usurped the commissioners and unanimously agreed to expand the format to 12. CFP leaders want to avoid another situation like they had recently when the Pac-12 single-handedly postponed the move from a 6-6 to a 5-7 in the 12-team format, the vote had to be unanimous, and the Pac-12 either previously abstained 
or ask for a delay as it worked on determining its future following realignment. Earlier this month, Washington State President Kirk Schultz, who now represents the PAC 212 um, on the CFP board, voted in favor of the 5 plus 7 model, finally approving the change that rewarded the five highest ranked champions with playoff spots. Quote, you don't want one person holding it up, a source says. That just doesn't work. Yeah. So, to translate, the Big Ten and the SEC are going to get exactly what they want here. And we'll just all have to live in this world where nobody cares about anything else that happens in college football. Like, I don't want to sit here and be like, man, what about the little guy? What about the little guy? Because once again, we've talked about this before, you know, from the perspective of a Nebraska fan, like you're in the club, right? You're, you're, you're good. But I do believe as of, as I've talked about in the ecosystem of, of college football and how it all needs to, how it all needs to connect and have some sort of not uniformity, but, um, you know, people need to kind of look out for, for each other a little bit. And that sometimes means that the big dogs don't is don't get as much as the big dogs deserve or want or whatever it might be. That is no longer the case as we move forward in the new era of college football from Twitter. Hi, Twitter at Happer show. This is Andrew. Sorry. Oh, hi, Andrew. Uh, if Big Ten and the SEC are almost guaranteed four teams in the 14-team playoff, wouldn't that just make head coaching jobs in those two conferences more coveted? Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. The big names are going to want to coach there. The turnover is going to be quicker. They're going to have more money to pay those yeah, people. Yeah, if, if you don't get in in three, four years, see ya. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And people will take those jobs, mm-hmm. even if it's Indiana. Even if it's Vanderbilt. Well, maybe not if it's Vanderbilt. Well, <laughs> but you bet. TBD on that. You bet. It'll it'll all it'll be a college football that is completely geared for and toward the two major conferences, which is a major shift from what we've seen really throughout the the history of time. Even though the power five has had, you know, way more power than everybody else, now we're distilling it down to to the two, and when you have the two and they start to think alike, like I said, it just becomes a little bit easier for those two to say, all right, you guys got no choice. Get on my back. Come along with me. All right, we'll come back. Jacob Padilla's up next. We'll talk about the Blue Jays from last night. <laughs> yes, he is. It's Padilla time. You like that? I do. Okay, good. I like that. It's Padilla time, as you could check out at Happer Show on Twitter, State Basketball, college basketball and of course the suns they're all over the place jacob's up next on 1620 the zone pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks then there are drinks from mcdonald's Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.